0: Welcome to the Yoga Therapy Hour podcast with Amy Wheeler. I've had the good fortune to travel the world learning about yoga therapy on a global scale, and I've been able to meet many of the leaders in the field along the way. I want to share with you what I'm learning as I interview our colleagues from around the world. My hope is that together we can reduce suffering of all sentient beings through our work as yoga teachers and yoga therapists. Give Back Yoga University is our partner in creating social change, and they help us to produce and promote this podcast. They are a charitable organization that helps bring yoga to those in need. If you'd like to see the video version of this recording, you can do so by donating to Give Back Yoga University at www.givebackyoga.org. I had the good fortune of getting to travel the world to really hear and understand what is happening on a global scale with respect to yoga therapy. And I was the president of the International Association of Yoga Therapists for 2 years and I was on the board for 6. And during this time, I got to go all over the world and talk to people and Become friends with people. So a big part of this podcast is taking those friendships and the information that I learned while traveling the world to an audience where everyone can be on the same page and understand just how amazing yoga therapy is and how it's growing worldwide. So the why of this podcast is to give you an intimate look as I interview people from all over the world about who they are, how they became interested in yoga therapy, whether they're a researcher or a practitioner or the head of an organization in their country. The goal is for you to see how many other people love yoga therapy just like you. And we might even be able to pull together some global projects as a result of making these connections. When someone hears that you're doing work in yoga therapy and menopause or yoga therapy and fertility or or yoga therapy and autoimmune diseases, maybe all of you can contact one another and do some projects together on those areas. So the idea, the, the reason we want to have the podcast, is to create community, create connections, and also to educate. Yoga therapy is such a new and emerging field that has so much potential. But I would say even some of the people in the field don't really understand what yoga therapy is, how powerful it is, and what it can do. So one of my goals is to help bridge this ancient tradition of yoga therapy and really honor its roots and be true to its roots because any tree that is taken off its roots no longer has that potency. Once you cut a tree down, it just isn't a tree anymore. Now it's a piece of wood or a table or a block, right? So we must stay connected and rooted in the ancient traditions. And we must also use a language that healthcare providers, psychologists, people in behavioral health or rehabilitation clinics will understand. So, the idea of bridging the ancient traditions with the modern language so that people really can see and feel for themselves the potency or the power of yoga therapy to help. One thing that makes yoga therapy quite different than some of the other forms of healthcare modalities is that we really focus on this internal sense of eudaimonia which basically means we're tapping into giving people meaning and purpose and and possibly even a spiritual connection. This is very different because we're not focused on the disease pathology. We're not focused on the label of what you have, and in fact, we're not even wanting to identify with the label of the disease that you might have, meaning I am someone with asthma, or I am someone with diabetes, or I am someone with low back pain. Although that is true, in yoga... We try to look at the whole person on all different layers of the human system and help whatever the problem is, but focus on this idea of eudaimonia, where we're looking at all the other things in your life that could also go well, right? So we're not just focused on you as your problem. We're focused on you as a whole human being in multiple layers of your human system who happens to have that problem. And as we grow the eudaimonia, as we grow the meaning and the purpose of life, and then we mitigate things like chronic pain or breathing disorders or disturbed or agitated mental states, burnout, stress, insomnia, anxiety, As we decrease those things through yoga therapy and we increase the meaning and purpose in eudaimonia, now we start to see big changes on the human system, on every layer. And most of us yoga therapists look at the physical layer, we look at the physiological layer, we look at the mental layer, the emotional layer, the personality layer, and possibly even the spiritual layer. And through looking at the balance of all those different layers and how we can intervene on multiple different intervention strategies, this is how we get such amazing results by looking at the whole person. And we are a form of complementary care. Yoga therapy is complementary to allopathic medicine. So we wanna see yoga therapy get into the Veterans Association, which it already is a little bit, but we wanna see it grow. We wanna see yoga therapy being used for uh, the chronic pain uh, problem that we have, at least in the United States. We wanna see it used for COVID long hauler syndrome um, with autoimmune diseases. There are so many problems that are stress related even high blood pressure or heart disease or high cholesterol, diabetes, all of these things have a very strong component of being related to stress. So one of the things that makes yoga therapy different than maybe a group yoga class or even a a yoga private where you're kind of giving somebody a workout, in yoga therapy, we do a full assessment of each person on these multiple layers of the human system, the physical, the physiological, the mental, the emotional, the personality, the spiritual. We look at how you're doing on all these uh, different um, layers of the human system. And then we have different yoga interventions for different layers. And we might give a meditation to someone, we might give some breathing exercises to someone We might give some postures. We might even give a sound practice where we have people making sound. We might give visualization. We might even give homework like we want you to go outdoors and take pictures of all the beautiful spring flowers to help lighten up your mind and get your mind kind of going in a positive direction. So there's many, many different ways that we help people come back into balance and experience that meaning and purpose in life in the eudaimonia. So it's not just about helping them get rid of a certain pathology. It's about creating a life full of joy and hope. And that's what most of us need. That's what most of us are lacking. Now, in addition, yoga therapy has another superpower that I think when physicians and nurses and psychologists hear about they're gonna wanna get involved in, in yoga therapy. And that is that our superpower as yoga therapists is that we know how to help people regulate their autonomic nervous system, their ANS. We know how to help people get unstuck from the sympathetic nervous system and learn how to get back down into the parasympathetic arm of the nervous system. That's kind of phase one is helping people learn how to relax and and get back into the rest and digest response. But phase two is to teach people how to go out into the world and consciously come in and out of sympathetic and parasympathetic because We know we can't just sit around in a beanbag chair eating marshmallows all day, uh, cultivating a parasympathetic nervous system response. We actually have to go out in the world and learn how to self regulate in the world out there and how to be in a stressful meeting and yet calm ourselves down, our thoughts, our breath. the the racing of our mind, we need to learn how to get in and out of sympathetic and parasympathetic and change those percentages all day long, every day, especially healthcare workers need this. They go to work, they're on a 12-hour shift, they can't go to the bathroom, they can't eat, don't have time, and next thing you know, they've been in that sympathetic response for 12 hours. What would happen If we were able to help them do little mini breaks throughout the day, and I think teachers fall into this category too, little mini breaks throughout the day to bring themselves back down and then go right back up. So this is a superpower of yoga therapy, uh, regulating the autonomic nervous system. And I've been a teacher at a university for 25 years in a department of kinesiology where I teach about psychology. I know that was a mouthful, but... I teach all of my college kids about regulation of their autonomic nervous system to help them with anxiety, depression, insomnia, chronic pain, burnout. These are the things I'm seeing in college students. And if I can teach college students how to do it, even in a group setting, I'm certain that yoga therapy can work, especially when we're teaching people either one-on-one or in what we call a small functional group where we might have six or eight people that all have similar symptoms and one teacher can go in with uh, you know, a very effective approach. I, it, it may have like a, a protocol, but then knowing that we can individualize it for each person in the room, because let's say that we have um, a group of people with anxiety. One of them may have back pain, one of them may also have knee pain, one of them may have Uh, insomnia. And so even though we have a protocol for the topic, which is anxiety, we can go in and individualize some things and give people some small personal practices to do at home, maybe before they go to bed at night or something like that. So yoga therapy can and will be done in a group. And I actually think that's how we're going to see it. We're going to see it come through the hospitals, through like health education departments. I know Kaiser Permanente is a really big hospital system that has already started doing things like this to bring yoga therapy in through health education. Another way might be through behavioral health or behavioral medicine. On this podcast, I'm actually going to be interviewing people who are in charge of behavioral health centers, rehabilitation centers, um, health education, where they have successfully brought yoga therapy into that system. And in some cases, they're even doing research on it. Another reason I want this podcast out there is because I want researchers to know how effective yoga therapy can be and that they should start doing research, especially on those small functional groups that I talked about. I work with a group at Wake Forest University. We've been working for about four years to do some research studies that are funded by the NIH, and basically we give yoga therapy to women before they go into their chemo or radiation appointment for breast cancer. So the hour before they get their chemo or radiation They see their yoga therapist, they go through their practice, and then they're given an iPad with that same practice that they can take home. And we check in with them through telehealth in between their sessions. This is the type of research that we really, really want to see out there promoting yoga therapy and letting people know what we can do in terms of the eudaimonia, the meaning, the purpose and the regulation of the autonomic nervous system, which will impact so many other areas of people's lives. I will also say that we want to have organizations that are interested in yoga therapy globally on our show. I wanna bring in the leaders in the field from all over the world. And because I had that good fortune of getting to travel and meet most of them while I was the president of the International Association of Yoga Therapists, This was a great way for me to know who's out there and what they're working on, what research topics they're working on, what their organizations are doing, and bring them in so that we can all benefit from what's happening all over the world. There will be times where we have to depend on translations or work with different time zones because... As you know, people from all over the world don't all speak English. And, um, you know, they sometimes are awake when we're asleep. So we're going to have to work around that in our podcast, but I feel certain that we'll be able to do that. And I want to kind of also tell you about the sense of empowerment that comes through yoga therapy. I think that's one thing that's really, really unique about yoga therapy is that people see progress. From the inside out because they're actually creating the sense of health from inside out. It's a little bit different than some of the other types of healthcare modalities where it's more passive and they're being given something from outside themselves to work with. In yoga therapy, we definitely work with someone to change their habits and their patterns from the inside out. So one thing that's really exciting to me about that is that you could have say a health education department at a system like Kaiser Permanente where people are trying to work on smoking cessation or changing their eating habits um, to reduce their diabetes but maybe they don't have good adherence to what they're supposed to be doing which is eating certain foods, avoiding other foods, um, you know, this type of thing. And so we can pair yoga therapy with the other programs in the health education department to help give the clients or the patients that feeling of self-empowerment, where it could be that the yoga therapy is helping them have compliance or adherence with all the other things that they're supposed to be doing. And I really love that about yoga therapy, that it does have that idea of self-empowerment from the inside out. So again, yoga therapy is complementary care to other forms of allopathic medicine. And I have three men in my family alone that I've been giving breathing and visualization exercises to to do daily. And all three of them have been able to reduce their blood pressure significantly and then have that conversation with their doctor about if they can reduce their medication. Again, that would be with the doctor, but it's really fun to see people changing from the inside out because they're doing these daily practices. So let's talk a little bit about the format of this podcast we're gonna to try to do an episode almost every Thursday, which means we tape it on Thursday. It will take us uh, you know, about 48 hours to get it edited and get everything up on the, the different feeds where we're gonna offer it. Every Thursday, we're gonna tape a one-hour episode and we hope to have it out there by Saturday morning. We have a global team helping us do this. Every, you know, people from the Philippines, from Canada, from Nigeria, from the United States and from Australia, our team is 24/7, meaning different people will do different parts of the production and pass it on to the next person so that we can get these podcasts out to you in a timely manner. So you can kind of expect that on Saturday morning, we hope to have the podcast for the week out. There's many, many topics we're going to cover from how to use yoga therapy for uh, things like high blood pressure or asthma or low back pain but also how to help people find that meaning and purpose. We're also gonna talk about things on the global scale as well as what's happening in healthcare. What are insurance companies saying about yoga therapy? Are they interested? What are big healthcare providers saying about yoga therapy? Are they interested? Is there uh, IDC codes that doctors can use to give to their clients and, and pay a yoga therapist? we're gonna hit it on every single level you can imagine. And we're gonna try to do it every single week. So this is the place to be for all things yoga therapy. And we even recommend that you write us and tell us the topics you'd like to know more about. It's gonna be super helpful because when there's a topic that's up and coming and very current in the industry, we can have a podcast on that. And then anyone who's interested in IDC codes, or in insurance, or in, you know, what's happening at the the global yoga therapy symposium uh, next week in Japan, or what's happening at the International Association of Yoga Therapists, or what's happening in the VA, the Veterans Association, or what's happening with the pain clinics on a, a national scale, we can address it and get the word out. That's really the goal. So. We are really, really excited about producing this and offering it as a service to all of you. The other thing that I'm really, really happy about with this podcast is that there are two um, organizations that we are trying to support. So, if people would like to make a donation to either of these nonprofit organizations, we would be so grateful. We at Optimal State Yoga Therapy School, we're doing this for free as an offering to our community. We don't get paid. However, if you feel in your heart that there's value here and you want to give back, there's two organizations that we'd like to point you in their direction so that you can pay it forward to them. One of them is org, And that's a fantastic uh organization that is providing yoga and yoga therapy services to all sorts of people that need help out there from eating disorders, to people in prison, to you name it, people in recovery, you can find them at givebackyoga.org. And we would love it if you would donate to them in our name, meaning we gave you value, and now you're going to give back to them. A second organization that we're really, really excited about, uh, kind of providing some support for, is the Krishnamacharya Yoga Mandram in Chennai, India. You can find them at www.kym.org. And they have something called the Mitra Project. And I have to tell you a little bit of uh, background on this, a little story that sticks with me today. Back in 2005, I was in Chennai, India studying yoga therapy at the KYM because they are the source for all the teachings I've learned in the last 20 years. And they are the source of the teachings that we offer at the Optimal State Yoga Therapy training uh, school that we have. So we love KYM. We've been with them a really long time. But back in 2005, I was at the KYM And I was offered this opportunity to go to a women's prison where they were offering yoga and yoga therapy services to the women who were in the prison. And the women that were in the group that we got to visit were basically lifers. They had, most of them murdered their husbands in self-defense. And so unfortunately that meant that they and oftentimes their children were in this prison in South India for life. But being able to offer yoga and yoga therapy services to those women is just an incredible opportunity. And I got to go watch them being teached by the kym teacher. Uh, and it, it was it was just such a touching experience to see Women getting that kind of care. And so, one of the things that I vowed I would do if I ever had a platform was help to raise money for the KYM Mitra. Mitra means friendly, supportive, um, you know, programming that can go out and reach out into um, South India. And specifically, I want us to support programs for women and for children. Those are my two areas that I feel strongly about. So if you feel inclined, we would love for you to donate to KYM Mitra. And we have some links that we can provide you with to be able to donate to them. But their website is www.kym.org. And that is really a big part of what I want to do with this podcast is help people to receive yoga and yoga therapy services and really feel like we're using our voice in a super positive way. The last thing I wanna say as an introduction to this podcast for episode zero is that we support black lives. We support black indigenous and people of color. We realize that we have some reparations that we need to pay back, that we need to help people uh, feel supported and be supported. We are also very much in support of gay and lesbian and trans people in the yoga therapy community and the yoga community. We feel it's really, really important to have training in those areas about how to help uh, all sorts of people who have been marginalized and underserved. We also are very interested in mental health and trauma in this podcast. So you will be seeing quite a bit uh, in terms of psychology, behavioral health, mental health, rehabilitation, because yoga is about the mind. And so if we can get people to work with their mind through the somatic experience of their body and bring those two things together, we know that we can promote healing. We also want to acknowledge that we are indebted to India and to all of the teachers in India and all sorts of indigenous cultures that have come before us to provide these amazing teachings that we can use even today, 2000 years later. So we're gonna be talking about things like cultural appropriation, how to give back, how to support those communities that have brought this beautiful work towards us. So there's many other things that you're going to learn as you join us for our podcast. And we are so excited to produce this with Give Back Yoga University. And we are just ready to go. So this has been episode zero. And it's very much our pleasure to introduce you to episode one next week. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Yoga Therapy Hour with Amy Wheeler podcast. Another nonprofit organization that we like to support through this podcast is the Krishnamacharya Yoga Mandram in Chennai, India. They are the source for the teachings of the Optimal State Yoga Therapy School, and we are so grateful. The KYM's Mitra Division offers free yoga therapy training to a large number of socially and economically underprivileged children and women in Chennai. Feel free to support them through the link listed below on Red Circle. And we also have details on our website, which is also listed below. Please also note that we have recently developed a mental health tracking mobile app based on yogic and Ayurvedic principles. The app helps practitioners to observe their mental habits and patterns throughout the different times of day, the seasons of the year, and the stages of life. This is a useful tool for healthcare providers, yoga teachers, yoga therapists, and all of the people that they serve. Check it out on the App Store. It's called the Optimal State App. And finally, a special thank you to our team here at Optimal State. We are truly a global family. George Mantuan, one of our executive producers. Adam Sachel, senior media producer and sound engineer from the Philippines. Krishna Panchal, a producer from Canada. Modupe Abdullahi, who does the show notes and is an editor for us from Nigeria and Peter Morley, who wrote and produced the music for this show, who lives in Australia. Find more about Peter's work at www.zenmusic.biz. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.